welcome to Stokes County Boys, a podcast in which two friends discuss the plays and things that made them who they are and who they are not. As always, you're joined by me, Philip, and he's giggling at me right now for some reason. Patrick. You made it in one take there. I did. That's the first time I think. I'm like, and is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? <laughs> you're holding your breath that I didn't mess it up. So. Well, it, we're in person now, so we can't. I can't just like mute the screen if I need to focus and, or whatever. And it's, you're just like sighing loudly in your kitchen <laughs> as I'm like laughing at myself and, you know. and doing it a second time. But no, I did it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. This is an achievement. I'm gonna, and to mark it, I'm going to leave this in so everybody out there knows. <laughs> Fantastic. That, you know, there's a little bit more work done behind the scenes than what you actually hear at the end of the day. But yeah, so today we're doing another top five. We always enjoy doing these. It's, it's fun to come up with the list. It's also fun to reveal the list to one another. And you know what's also fun, Patrick, is to hear other people's feedback too. So Absolutely. Um, especially like with the, um, with the stop and watch movies, we got a good response from that. We got people uh, giving us what they, the movies that... That they would stop and sit down and watch and waste their day or lose sleep over. It's good to hear back from that. So you can always do that, obviously. You can uh, uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, all those things. Uh, we'll note all that stuff at the end of the show. But today we're doing a top five. And it's our top five concerts that we've been to. The top five like musical performances that we've witnessed. And uh, that's what we're doing today. So Patrick, you kind of came up with this. Is there anything that... that spark this i mean it, it kind of makes sense but well you know we talk about music all the time and yeah that's true you know it's uh as we were talking about professional wrestling we re- <laughs> recently yeah. you know i told you when i look back there's certain events that i remember so well that because i mean this is like this was a really good match or this was historic when right. i was in the building when edge made his return at the royal rumble <laughs> i'm like this 10 years from now is going to be great this is epic but i was thinking you know we we can easily like talk about our bands that we've seen because we've seen over our lives we've seen yeah quite the handful it was really hard for me because i had to i was like sitting there almost meditating just to think roll it you know doing the rolodex in the back of my head like which shows i've been to you know i'm thinking about my favorite bands that i've seen and sometimes it was one of the great ones that that's on this list and sometimes it wasn't because it would be like for example, I saw the Pixies, who's one of my favorite bands. I saw them when they reunited in like 2005. It was our good friend Brian. Everybody knows Brian from one of the early episodes. We got to have him back on, by the way. It's been a long time. It's been almost a year now. Yeah, wow. That that we recorded that with him. We've we've been doing this almost a year. Almost, yeah. July one was our first episode when it was released. Wow. Of course, it's been a year since we started recording. We're recording this. Um, at the end of May. But Philip, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't sure it was ever going to actually see the light of day. So I didn't really, you know, July 1st is that anniversary. Just like, yeah. you know, April 29th is a very important day for me and you. That's right. Yeah. The wound. The wound, not wound. The uh, live at Lighthouse. <laughs> yep. Speaking of live performances, uh, if it, the, we could do a number six, I, I'd put that. Oh, I, that was the greatest show that nobody ever heard. <laughs> That's right. And just... um We'll just leave it at that, and if you can find any information about that, we'll uh, we'll we'll send you a T-shirt. <laughs> Which uh, you know, uh, check the link in the show notes if you want to buy the T-shirt. But if you want to find any information about the wound live at Lighthouse, give us something good. I'll send you a T-shirt. There were a handful of people that still stay in touch with us that were there. A handful, but we'll see if they reach out. <laughs> they don't listen to the show. No. I just remember right before that, I got in a shouting match with my girlfriend at yeah. the time. Like right before we went on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm gonna use it. And I used it. You it did. was a great performance. Well I, I think it was Robbie came to me. He's like, hey, should we go over there? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was about. As I said, you know, um we're gonna talk about favorite live acts. But yeah, like I said, we saw I saw the Pixies in two thousand five with Brian. And one of my favorite bands, I was really looking forward to it, but I couldn't put it on the list because they train wrecked one song Aww. and they kind of laughed it off and played the song and it was fine, but it was just, it, it was weird, especially for a band like that. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd never seen like a professional band like that. Plenty of my friends bands, you know, or me being in some of these <laughs> bands, I've seen some 
shit go down, you know, in the middle of a song. But that that one was new to me. Before we get into that, Patrick, we got to go back home for a little bit. This is a little bit music themed. And I was thinking about it. Somebody wrote something. I think I saw it on Instagram or Twitter or something. But somebody wrote something and it made me think of some of the songs in elementary school that we had to sing. And I was thinking back to some of them. Uh, they were either at assemblies or like Christmas pageants or things like that. They would have these, the music teacher would have us do these public singings in front of all the parents or something. And there were some of them that nowadays, when I think back to them, I'm like, I would not want my kids singing this song or you couldn't, or at least in Durham or Chapel Hill, these songs wouldn't be sung. And um, do you remember any of these songs? Do any of these things come to mind as you, as I'm talking about this? I remember it wasn't for an assembly, but I remember learning Tom Dooley. Okay, you know, I think we've actually yeah. brought that up before. Yeah, yeah you I mean, know, I, I do remember um, it's something that Philip. I do think that we need to have more of, and this is coming from somebody that taught elementary school music for five yeah. years. I think that one thing that that I'm noticing a lot of people don't know is like the lyrics of the national anthem. Oh yeah, or really? or they'll like or songs that are "My Country Tis of Thee" or yeah things that really are root root songs for our country. Right. Well, speaking of that's perfect thing to say because one song I remember singing is Lee Greenwood's Proud to Be an American. And I, <laughs> somebody, and I was just thinking, it's it's such a weird song to be like singing in a in a in an assembly. I, I don't know why, but But it's a perfect song for honoring the military and all that. I mean, it's, it's, I guess so. you're reaching your audience, you're reaching your tar target audience <laughs> and Philip something too. You think about like the purpose behind those assemblies. It's not just so it's, you know, yay, yay, rah, rah, look at what our kids can do. It's we need people so that we can vote for the PTA president and we can, right, we right. can do this or this. So, you know, now from the other side, I'm realizing you know, if you require the entire fourth grade to get up on stage and do an assembly, well, yeah, it's great for the arts. I'm not denying that. But you also get all their parents there, so you can get that PTA budget passed. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the, the one thing I always remember loving is the, like, the last verse. Because when you, you do that, like, real, the real hard, and I proudly stand up, and the music Crash. cups out. Yeah. Come on next to you. I, I always enjoyed that one the best. Yeah. But it was really hard to sing the verse part because, like, I think when they're, when they're thinking about that, like, it'd be great to have those kids sing a band, be an American, we're at least I know I'm free. But then you got to sing that one, that the, the just dour verse of, like, when I think back to all the times with my children and my wife, you know, singing that as, like, an eight-year-old <laughs> really didn't make much sense to me. <laughs> but, Phil, we were also singing country songs that were, yeah. you know – <laughs> one of my favorite Chattahoochee. <laughs> There's a line in that. What's the line? It make like uh, it's it's um. It's, I was willing, but she wasn't ready, so I settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped her off early, but I didn't go home. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's a great line. It's like yeah, I, I heard that. I, I was listening to the radio, and um, that song came on. Uh, you know, you know how I am in the yeah, car. Yeah, it's yeah. like I can't focus. I mean, I can focus on driving. You know, I can't <laughs> like I have to. I can't hear the commercial. I, I just I'm constantly jumping radio stations. Yeah, that song came on, like you know, nostalgia. Thinking back to like our childhood up in South Scotty, I'm singing along because you know it's it's muscle memory. Yeah, learning these songs, yeah. you know, singing along. I'm like, man, burger and a grape snow cone would be really good right now. Another one I remembered singing a lot that now I just be like, it is kind of weird. Do you remember the song "Friends Are Friends Forever"? It was by Michael W. Smith, who was a contemporary Christian artist. Did you ever have to sing that song? Uh, I have no or idea. Or was it like we're only you're only a year older than me? But I, I just remember. I don't think so. It was third grade because we were leaving King Primary to go to King Intermediate School, which was four, five, six, and we maybe it was just one of our teachers was into that song, but we sang "Friends Are Friends Forever." Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that. Well, you, you I, I do remember King Primary. We had a, a King Primary Panda song we had to sing. Is it the panda rap? No. it was. Um, there was a panda rap. Do you remember that one? No. Now, this is one thing I need to get to. So remember, we're the King Primary Pandas, which doesn't exist anymore because they kind of changed the way they do grade the grades, and they have two elementary schools in the area now. 
Uh, but I got to find that panda wrap. So if anybody knows the panda wrap or uh, remembers that at all, that's one that was it was performed a couple times, like when I was in kindergarten, first grade, and then it kind of dissipated. But you'd have these, you know, <laughs> southern white ladies doing the panda rap. Hip-hop, I was hoping you remember is a that. Lot more inclusive than yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. You know, it was probably written in the late '80s, so it was one of those styles. Gotcha. You know, my name is Philip. I'm here to say, you know, that sort of thing. Like fruity pebbles in a major way. Yeah, yeah, that was a good commercial. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it persists. Yes. Well, that's too bad. I was hoping you'd remember the panda rap. You didn't know any of these songs as well as I did, no. or have. I, I guess I, my heart was not really into those. You were not assemblies. scarred by these. I think one thing that really I was petrified to perform in these things, and I hated them so bad. And I would still give the little permission slip because they would put like a permission slip to your parents, and they would say, "Yeah, my kid can participate in this." And I just remember handing it to my mom and just hoping that she would mark no. But of course she was just like, oh, yes. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, God, you know, and I, I just did not want to perform. That's funny. Yeah. Maybe I was just more uh, <laughs> traumatized than you were by these things. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for <laughs> OK, Patrick. I just I don't know those songs like we I, we did. A, um... Friends are friends forever. If the Lord's the Lord of them. We did an assembly where every class was portraying like dinosaurs. Okay. You know, he's Tyrannosaurus Rex. There we go. Creature he subjects. You know. Okay. Like, but I was singing um, Michael W. Smith, contemporary Christian yeah, songs. I don't remember. We don't. I don't know that I ever did any of those. I like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, we'll leave it at that, Patrick. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to get into uh, performances that we do remember and aren't traumatized by. It's our uh, top five favorite concerts that we've seen personally live right after this break. Stokes County Boys is brought to you in part by Bull City Bows and Ties. Gussy up your puppy with these easy-to-attach fashion collar accessories. Your kitty will be sitting pretty in these handsome bows and ties. So go to etsy.com slash shop slash bull city bows and ties to see over 50 styles and patterns. Founder and CEO is vet technician by day, pet fashion icon by night. Independently owned and operated, Bull City Bows and Ties can be found on Facebook or Etsy shop. Once again... Etsy.com slash shop slash Bull City Bows and Ties. Bull City Bows and Ties. Tell them the Stokes County Boys sent you. And we're back, Patrick. We're back. We are back. And we're going to get into it, our top five favorite concerts that we've seen live, we've been a part of, been in that crowd. There's just something, you know, I think I think some of this too is in the pandemic, we've been so long, like not being able to go to a concert, not being able to go to that, because that's one of the things that I love about live music. It's not just hearing them play it right in front of your face, but it's also that energy from the crowd, from the, the performance itself, and just that whole... The whole ritual too yeah. of of going to a show like that that we've been deprived of for like 14, 15 months. Well, I guess it was almost two months ago now. I was in San Antonio and it's the first live music that I'd heard mm-hmm. where, you know, I mean, I was kind of wandering the streets and I heard something. I followed the music and boom, it was okay. But yeah. it was like, man, this is, this yeah. is, this is live music again. Um, Philip, let me let me clarify something and get your thoughts on this here. Are we right. talking like best or favorite or like how did you go into this? Because like I, I struggled because I think my favorite was not necessarily the best. That oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I, I think I was going more of my favorite. Just things that for me kind of epitomize like what you're hoping to get out of, of like a live performance. Like mm-hmm. something transcendent, something that just kind of goes beyond – just hearing the songs and oh man they sounded great you know for example we've we've talked about it on the show before but when we saw like stone temple pilots 
like that was a great show and it was great to hear them playing their hits and all that. For me, that doesn't like go beyond, but it was still a great show. You, did, you didn't really think it went it. beyond? Well, when, it, I mean, they not were, for me. They were like late coming on, which I wasn't surprised about. <laughs> but the, the biggest thing I remember for the, uh, Sour Girl and Lady Picture Show are two of my favorite songs by them. Okay. I loved that this was just a greatest hit show because yeah. I don't. I don't want to hear like Boston's new album, like when we had to watch well, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be in our worst God concert. Lord, <laughs> oh God! Um, but I'll never forget Scott Weiland comes out. And he was he was Scott Weiland. He was doing his thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> like he comes out, Philip. He goes, "We're going to take you on a journey, but, <laughs> but don't worry, it's safe." <laughs> lady picture show and then the guitar is coming yeah. down i'm like what in the world i don't even remember that like uh, what in the world but it, but they were dead on and yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah. as as messed up and again how we, i wish he could have gotten the help that he needed yeah but yeah. as messed up as he was he was dead on musically yeah totally before we we really get into our list here do you remember when we were in high school on a band trip oh yeah and we saw the turtles yes because I remember, okay, so we're just walking around. There's like a group of us friends. We're just kind of, you know, just in a clump walking around the, the park. And we just happened to walk by. The, there's like this amphitheater. And and it says like playing at, you know, basically 10 minutes from what time it was when we saw it. It was like the Turtles. And, and I didn't think anything of it. Nobody else did. But Patrick stopped everybody. And you're just like, wait. Is that like the turtles? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you know, you're, they had the flower power. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, it said, flower power, and I mean, it was very '60s psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. There. It's like this might be the turtles, and you know, I remember a couple of our friends like this is probably like you know, fake yeah. fake yeah, turtles yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, like a cover thing. tribute band you know, or something like that. But yeah. no, it was the turtles. It was the turtles. The turtles. And you know they were a little long in the tooth, but it didn't matter. Well, I mean, it was just, and and the thing is, is like, okay, I know at the time, you know, what was I like, maybe like fifteen, sixteen years old, and I knew they sang. It was like, oh, the turtles that sings like. Um, now I'm blanking on the name of the song. Happy Together. Yeah, there. Happy Together. And I'm like that. But they start playing some of their other hits. And I'm like, oh, God, I know this song, yeah. too. And I know this one. And I know this well, one. I learned something that day. The um, Because uh, it obviously wasn't their original lineup. Um, I think yeah, but- the guitarist had passed away, I believe. And uh, they the bass player, though, um, that was playing with them was um, the same guy that wrote the bass line for My Girl. Oh, that's right. And they, they, they mentioned they, that in the mentioned, show. They mentioned they played a little that. bit of it. And it's like, Wow. Yeah, I'm glad we stopped for this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, that w- that was a nice little like. Oh, I just happened to stumble upon <laughs> this uh, Hall of Fame rock and roll act. And you know, speaking at Disney World. Speaking of um, kind of random concerts that you know haven't made the list. I, I I think we have to mention. You know, it was a long running joke. REM because yeah. we we wanted to see them for the longest time, but then things would happen. To cause us not to be able to go, mm-hmm. you know, um, West Stokes High School's first football game against South Stokes. That was the night of an REM concert that I believe was either in Charlotte or Raleigh. But yeah. it was like, you know, no way man, we, we had we we had tickets. We couldn't go. Mm. Matt got to go because <laughs> he went to the School of the Arts and said, right, so. right, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but no, and it was almost comical. But you know, we got to see them finally in Raleigh, and that was a really good show. I, and I think, too, when you see these people and they're such a part of your own life, but you realize they've been such a part of so many people's lives, yeah, and, and yeah. seeing like you know, Michael Stipe up there with his blue face paint. Yeah. You know, he's like, because I want the people in the back to see me. I'm like, that makes sense. That's really mm-hmm. like when Roy Williams autographs a basketball, he makes sure that you can read his name. That's yeah. that's really common courtesy. That's really nice. Yeah, I guess when you're like a bald white guy, <laughs> you got to do something to kind of stick out. <laughs> well, he, you know, he played the cave. Yeah. Like, yeah. Early, early. Well, on. that's the thing. I would like to delve deep, deeper into that at some point because. You know, like in the late 80s, early 90s, like Chapel Hill had this just like legendary rock scene that I don't really think has th- – there's been nothing close to that in the in that area since then. And I'm just wondering like w- what happened to it. 
like I don't I don't know enough about it. I just know it was there, and I know like a lot of big bands came through there and sang. It. I mean, there's a there's a there's a Sonic Youth song called Chapel Hill, and you're just like, oh my god. I don't I don't know. I'd, I'd love to dive into that scene. You know, I mean, I don't know enough about it because yeah. you know, I think the grunge era, especially Seattle, is what you think of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Chapel Hill was a booming. Right. Just, just like musical years before, mecca. like years before that, and the, all those bands would come through there too. But well, I'd like to see what happens after the pandemic too, because it still gets. I mean, you know, Cat's Cradle still brings in a lot of really good acts. You've got local five hundred six that, for my money, I'd say that's the best sounding venue in Chapel yeah. Hill, and it's nice and small. Is that yeah? Yeah, I've seen a lot of cool bands there. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's great. Cat, like Cat's Cradle, when they expanded it, I think, and they they renovated like their sound system. It's amazing now yeah. too. I mean, it was always cool and it was always great. And they a have lot that of awesome back room bands. now, that, yeah, that, yeah, which is really cool because it reminds me a lot of Five Hundred Six. That that it's more intimate. It's right, and you, you know, getting into our list, it's you kind of hit it on on the nose when you were talking. Like, I mean, it's not just the sound that's coming out of the instruments and and the voices. It's it's the nostalgia factor, it's the venue itself and yeah. the sound, it's the people you're with, it's the people, not just like your friends, I'm talking like the audience. It's everything, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah. All right, let's kick it off, Patrick. So let me jump right in, because it deals with just that. Um, you know, our buddy AJ, uh, he yeah. and I went and saw the good old war in Chapel Hill at the local 506. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's a. they had a couple people backing them up, but really it was like, Two two guys. Yeah. And a lot of it was acoustic. The music itself was, I mean, they were on point. I mean, it reminded me of a modern Simon and Garfunkel mm. in terms of just the quality and the way that they blended together. For their encore, they came out and, you know, they, they just walked out into the actual audience, which, you know, we're talking a, a room that, how many people does that hold, Philip? I mean... I don't know. Not a lot. I mean, you know, yeah. a couple hundred maybe yeah, if they're yeah. packed in. They came out and, you know, they basically had a, a people just circled up around them. I'm a little guy, so I moved to the high ground. <laughs> I've learned that I learned that a long time ago. It's like when we go to, to wrestling events, I try yeah. to get the first or second row off the floor because that's going to be my best vantage point. <laughs> um, but, like Obi-Wan, you got the high ground. Oh, Absolutely. And I've got all my limbs. <laughs> uh, it was, but Philip, like that show, I think it was just a, a perfect story. And, and with all the bands we've seen, like it, it even surprises myself that I'm leading off with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it, it was so well done. And um, if I could recommend one song, you know, live oh, or not yeah. from that group, Coney Island. Okay. I love that. That's such a good song. And, you know, they've got an acoustic version out there, too, which I must... I mean, they're an acoustic band anyway, but they have one that's even more yeah. demo-esque, I guess. Down. You know, yeah. I, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah. If it's good, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. I'm going to stick with uh, kind of the smaller venues. Most of the ones I have on my list are kind of bigger venues and kind of not not all like stadium, but more bigger bigger venues. But this one is not. And this one, I went uh, with our friend, a friend of ours, Carolyn, uh, from college. And uh, it was on my 21st birthday, or it was around my 21st birthday. I think it was actually on it. And I went to a venue that's no longer there. It's kind of a bummer. because It was called Ace's Basement in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. And what it was, it was like off of um, Wendover, I believe, which if you go towards Greensboro Coliseum, which is, you know, if you know, legendary uh, NWA <laughs> holding ground and, and where I almost saw my first concert. Actually, I did see my first concert there when I was in third grade. My family, we went to see Rod Stewart at the Greensboro Coliseum. <laughs> first time we went, he didn't show. Oh. So we all got there and then they rescheduled and we went and we saw him there. But anyways. <laughs> Rod Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when pe people want to talk about their first concert, you know. You want to talk about the cool ones, but it was Rod Stewart, you know, in, in the in the early '90s. So it was when he was doing his soft rock stuff. Oh God! But uh, forever young, you know that stuff. Um, but at Ace's basement, it was like an old motel, like a like a CD motel, 
and they had a basement. I guess it was like a lounge and pool room, but somebody, I guess they're renting it out as like a punk rock venue. And so it was in there. So you go to the motel, you park at the motel, but you kind of see some shady characters walking in and you go down underneath into Ace's basement. And I saw hot water music there, which is a great punk band out of Gainesville, Florida. We've talked about Less Than Jake a lot. There's actually a lot of good Gainesville bands like Against Me and and this one in particular, Hot Water Music. And one thing I love about Hot Water Music is they have two lead singers and they both just kind of scream, you know, <laughs> they just both, they both kind of yell at the same time. But for some reason, for me at least, and I guess other people that have enjoyed their music for 20 plus years, it works. Okay. And this is also one of the bands that I kind of discovered when I was doing my my radio show on campus. And so it was like one of those CDs I just grabbed and played some. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. this is pretty cool. But yeah, I saw them on my 21st birthday. It was like a small, little cramped, you know, lounge. There was no stage. So they were on equal level as the crowd, you know. Yeah. And it was almost like one of those house shows. You ever been to a house concert where it's actually somebody's house and they just pull the furniture aside mm-hmm. and you just sit there and listen to some crappy band. It was like that, but it was like a legitimate band. And it was just awesome because it's one of those like where it's like crowded and sweaty and just a, a great punk band. And they just played and then they went out the back door and it was like, see you later. No encore or anything. They just went out the back door That's and awesome. it was done. Well, it's, let me piggyback on that. I've, I've got less than Jake on mine, but I can't give you a specific, a specific concert that, uh, that stood out. Um, I've seen them multiple, multiple times. I had to put them on there because I've never seen a bad show. Yeah, I, we we saw them once at Cat's Cradle. That's the mm-hmm. one time I saw them. So I okay. remember that you were there too. So yeah, well, that, that was one. There's you know, there's a festival in. See if AJ was here, he'd know it exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but like, there's a festival in Florida every year, at least pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. that a lot of the punk bands will will be they'll they'll tour their way down to this big festival. Oh, okay. And so you know, for several years in a row there, that's how I actually got turned on. I've mentioned them several times. Like they're my current favorite band, the interrupters. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. seen them open for Less than Jake a couple of times. And uh it's like I I really respect when people connect with the audience, but they you know, it's fun. You feel like they're talking to you, but the music itself is fun. And look the best thing about punk rock is they take everything. They're the they're the greatest musicians for the mentality of our generation that has trouble focusing. Yeah, because they punk those those punk rockers. They they throw everything that you need in a very short amount of time, mm-hmm. and so like two and a half minutes is all you need for a song. So you, you know you boom there it is, and and then it's exhilarating, and then to see them live and you get. You get the the well. I don't really see them as much anymore because we've all aged out. But you get that mosh group, you know, the moshers in the front. Oh my god! Yeah, well, it, I did actually reach out to Krista Makes, the um, singer and one of the lead songwriters and one of the songwriters of Less Than Jake, to be on our show. <laughs> god. And hey, I mean, aim I high. just throw it out there. High. But respect to him, he wrote back, and he was just like, "Hey, man." I'm super busy. I can't really do it. But he was like, let me know if we come through when we tour. And so we'll hopefully reach back out. It turns out it was because they were releasing a new album. Mm. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, that's fair. But hey, I, respect to him. They actually wrote back and and said, sorry, I can't. Yeah. You know, that that doesn't bother me than somebody that would just ignore you. Or yeah. Pretend like you're not worth the time. So uh, it was kind of at least cool. I was like, oh, hey, cool. And so it's nice. You know, especially punk rock bands like that, they'll actually write back to you and say, hey, man, I can't do it. Like Asian Man Records is run by one guy, Mike Park. Uh, I wrote him about a, um, a a record I ordered. It was an Alkaline Trio record. And I was like, can I change the the mailing address for this? Because I ended up, I was going to send it to Zach because he tried to buy it and it sold out. And I was like, he likes that band better than me. So I'm just going to send it. And he just wrote back and was like, uh, I'm not going to do that. This is such a mess. I can't figure it out. I don't want to mess it up. And I was like, sure, fine. <laughs> so, That's funny. <laughs> it was just uh, those kind of interactions. I mean, you, you just appreciate little stuff like that, you know? It's nice also when you realize that these are actual human beings. Exactly, yeah. And and they have email addresses. Yeah. And they respond That's <laughs> to great. those yeah. emails. As long as you're not a weirdo, it's just how we got like – 
Mike Bridenstine or Leslie Lee the Third on the show, who really, especially like early on, they had no business coming on our show, but you just ask somebody and you're polite about it. And they're like, sure, I'll talk to you. You know, you know Philip, I, I invited President Obama to <laughs> yeah. come to my middle school's performance at yeah. the Durham Bulls Stadium. We were playing the national anthem. And funny enough, I actually got a response. It was a polite decline from yeah, the yeah, White yeah. House. Right. You know, I know it never made it him. But from yeah, it, it, so it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's my brush with uh, Less Than Jake beyond, <laughs> beyond the concert. <laughs> All right, my number two, um, 2003, you were at this show, uh, Big Amphitheater. I think it was in Raleigh. I, I can never remember certain shows if they were at the Raleigh one or the Charlotte they, one. They do blend together, don't because they? Because they're almost identical in the way they're laid out and everything, and it's a it's an amphitheater, so whatever. Well, plus, the artists usually either they go from Charlotte the first night to Raleigh the second, yeah, or, or it's flipped. Or they tour one year, they go to Raleigh. The next year, yep. they go, the next time they tour, they go to the one in Charlotte. Yep. But it was Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. And this was a time, it was like, like I said, it was 2003. Um, I had gotten really into Pearl Jam when I was a kid, like 12, 13, 14 years old. Kind of trailed off. And then, you know, it was just like one of those like, that's Pearl Jam. Let's just go see it. Yeah. And I loved it. It was so good. And they did like two encores and they're doing the encores. They're just having a good old time. They're doing like covers, even in the earlier stuff. It got me right back into Pearl Jam and people will talk shit sometimes justifiably about Pearl Jam, but I love that band. And I think they're so good <laughs> even so beyond, even beyond like the stuff you hear on the radio with comes from like 10 and their second album, Verses, and a little bit from Vitology. Like, they're such a good band. We've seen them a couple times, and I know I've seen them a I've couple times. I've only seen them once. Okay, I only okay. saw them that one time. Gotcha. Okay. I know I've seen them a couple times. Was that the show that in their encore, they played Keep on Rockin' in the Free World and Fortunate Son? Yeah. Because that was kind of at the start of the you Iraq can look, War. We can look at, yeah. Right? It was right. It was the summer, so like April of 2003 is when Bush started the Iraq War. So that was like, it was, yeah, it, it was fresh. Because that, I remember that very well. Because, I mean, like, if I recall, they, they brought the, I say I remember that very well, and now I can't remember the name <laughs> of, the, of the, the opening bands. I have no idea who opened for oh, them. I, but they yeah. brought, like, them out for those songs. Yeah, that, that was, was really, really cool. cool. Because I was actually tracking it because one thing that Pearl Jam is awesome about, you can go on their website and they have all of their live set lists cataloged. And so for a nerd like me, because you can go to those like set list pages, but there's rarely bands that you can see their set list. It's pretty awesome. So, so I could look it up right now and tell you exactly the songs they play. But yeah, it was cool that they, um, yeah, it was in Raleigh. Yeah, Fortunate Son, Encore number two, Fortunate Son and Rockin' in the Free World with uh, Slater Ken Oh, Slater Kenny was there. That's who it was. Huh. Um, it was one of the one of the opening bands. They did Gimme Some Truth, the John Lennon song in one of the yep. encores. Yep. Oh yeah, my God. and that was 2003. Mm -hmm. I can remember that, but you know what I can't remember, Philip? Who what? saw Dude, Where's My Car <laughs> in the theater with me? <laughs> it's a mystery that it's, will not be solved. God, it's killing me. Pearl Jam, Patrick. Yes, nice. Patrick, you up. You're third. You're third. So, Philip, we, uh, you know, so, Philip, there's always going to be subjectivity with these lists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you and I were pausing for a minute to, you know, refill our drinks, take a little break for continuing here, um, we we're, you know, talking about this music. We were talking about these bands and, and stuff that we've seen. I have a list right now. That really stood out to me, but I decided I was going to do it on the spot. Kind of like when I go to a restaurant and I can't decide what to order. Yeah. I wait until the waitress looks at me or waiter looks at me and says, what do you want? And then boom, I have to make a decision. Right, right. I do that too sometimes. I'm doing that right now. Yeah. And because- I see that you got like 11, 11 lines on this computer. I see. I can't see what it is, but- Well, because <laughs> the honest truth, Philip, is like we're at number three right now, and I- still am undecided 
Oh, I, for, ch- I on changed, a couple things. I changed one right right as you were talking. Um, mentioning your first one, I was like, I got it. That's why I inserted hot water music in there because it was on there. I deleted it. You were talking about uh, seeing that little the uh, good old war show, and I was like, I, I'm throwing it in there. I had to I had to include a small cramped venue. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, it's it's finding that balance between the nostalgia factor. Yeah. And and the just the strength of the show, Philip. I I have I feel like it goes without saying. Being such a Beatles fan, I have to put the McCartney All right. show on there. Yeah, and it, I mean everything about it was where good. he took a sip of water. He, mentioned he before, took a sip of water in one of yes. our our bonus episodes. We're technically on a break, but we're you just, know. I was still <laughs> you know. I couldn't help it. Philip, the show itself it was at RBC Center. In Raleigh. In Raleigh, yeah. I'm watching a legend. Yeah. And he still had it. It wasn't like he was some washed up old musician. You know, he still had it. He played stuff by the Beatles. He played his own stuff. He actually had a few new songs, but I I was forgiving because, you know, he played for several hours. He played for a long time. Yeah. It was so good. And, like, I'm watching, getting, you know, as as he's going through Obladi Oblada, I'm getting lost in just the moment and they're the the visuals on the screens behind you know they're they're popping up sergeant peppers you know they're they're doing very psychedelic stuff like Mm -hmm. it's it was mind-blowing and and again just the awe of like this is sir paul mccartney who you knew you you knew me in middle and high school that I, i leaned more linen yeah yeah and then i grew up I think that as I've gotten older, I really appreciate uh, I appreciate Lennon's music, but I think I really appreciate Paul McCartney's music more than I did then. Because then I just wanted to be an angsty teen, right? And so Lennon, John Lennon's right there. great for that. He's great. For yeah. That. <laughs> now I want to settle down. I want to look at my friends and be like, "Hey, yeah, let's let's have fun." Let's enjoy when, life. When you're 64. When I'm 64. I'm, you know I'm not going to make it to 64. <laughs> Good God. Hey, you said that about 30. Yeah, Look at y'all you were, and you were all you surprised. Now. now I'm pushing 40. I'm not surprised. See, that's the thing. You think we were surprised? <laughs> that's because you're surprised. You're projecting that on me, Patrick. Yeah, you know, you know. I wasn't surprised. I knew you'd be there. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So my next one is one of these big bands. I'll tell you this. In high school... I wanted to go to a lot more shows and concerts, but I didn't go to as many as I wanted to. I think I made up for it in college because uh, I, I, I look back. I used to save my ticket stubs, and I still have a lot of them. And so many of them are, are when I was in college. But, you know, it's when you have the disposable income and you have the time, you know, on the weekends to go to these things. But this is one of the ones I went to. I think I was a senior in high school. Greensboro Coliseum. First, like, kind of big rock show that I went to that was not with my parents, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Went with some friends. No Rod Stewart. <laughs> no Rod Stewart. Not the Tina Turner one that my mom got, you know, free tickets to at the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston-Salem because she worked for Haynes, and Haynes was sponsoring the tour, which, you know, it. I saw Tina Turner, so that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> But you know when you're when you're like 14, you don't want to say he went to the Tina Turner show. But now I'm like, yeah, I've seen Tina Turner live. But this one, first big rock show as a teenager, kind of breaking free of my parents. ACDC, <laughs> there it is. All right, so this was the stadium tour. You got all the stuff. You got the cannons that would blow off during uh, for those about to rock. You had just ridiculous amounts of noise you had big fat redneck guys with rude t-shirts and their uh surprisingly fit girlfriends flashing (laughs) the crowd (laughs) you had you know the bell from hell's bells Mm -hmm. donging you know the the brian johnson swinging off of it and just like angus young going nuts it was an amazing show just like pure energy pure just noise pure just uh what would you call it id <laughs> you know uh just it was great and the the one thing i remember just so starkly is they would finish a song it would go black you would see them like hunched over like huffing and puffing 
they would take maybe 10, 15 seconds and then just rip into the next song. It, it was, it was great. I loved it as a, as an 18 year old kid, 17, 18 year old couldn't ask for more from a rock concert. That's awesome. ACDC. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, Thunderstruck is one oh, of my favorites. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, they money, played that one. Oh, and that's course. one thing they did. They had an album out. I forget which album they were torn on. Stiff Upper Lip was the album that they were, that they were touring on. And they played a couple from there. But the thing is, is all their songs sound the same. So it's like, even if it's one of those new ones, it sounds like a lot of their other ones, but they also played those too. So it, you, you're not missing out on anything. Phil, do you remember in Winston-Salem, the restaurant Daryl's? Oh, yes. Oh, my God, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you may know where I'm going with this. <laughs> when we were in high school, like it, it, junior, senior year, like I think we were at West by that point. Yeah. But I'm not 100% certain on it. I remember, you know, we had a group of our friends. We went to Daryl's mm-hmm. and we were just sitting there. It wasn't a Denny's. Just get this right. No, it no, was no, Daryl's. Yeah, no, Daryl's. Yeah. Because they actually had one um, here in Durham. Mm-hmm. It may have been on the they Chapel had, Hill line. Yeah. But, but wow. you know, it, it, was, it was a good restaurant. Yeah. It was good. We're sitting there, fairly large group, you know, friends. And then one of us, I don't remember who, oh, wow, 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 wow. And then somebody else goes, Tunda. and next thing you know, like all the guys in the group are starting to make a scene, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that got shut down quick. But yeah. it was from really, dirty looks from the other God. people. Well, and, and kicks under the table from our <laughs> respected girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's a flight. That was a, that was a pleasant memory. I hope, uh, you know, I hope. The owners of Daryl's, for whatever and, reason. And guess what, Patrick? When you're at the ACDC show, you can do that all you want. Nobody's going <laughs> to... It's expected to, to sing along. <laughs> yes. So, Philip, you know, I, I told you I'm, I'm... Number four. I'm looking at my list here, and I'm, I'm going to go with a surprise, I think. All right. Everything about me wants to say Green Day, because I actually saw them up in Virginia, and they, you know... They played a hell of a show. They played for almost three hours straight, and it was good. Wow. But I remember that show as being overall – I'll dare say great. I, yeah. As an overall show, it was great. But I'm looking at this list. I mean, I guess I, I indirectly just gave Green Day an honorable mention. That wasn't my intention. Um, that I'm trying to get better with that. Like, Come on now. I got to go jump little children, a Winston-Salem oh, band. yeah. Awesome. I've, again, I've seen them multiple times, but Philip, I got to take you back to the first time I saw them. It was at the Cradle. Mm-hmm. I went with my my um, college roommate at the time, and we were like maybe third row. I mean, we were up there, and yeah. and I'm I'm not the type. I'm, I know I've already told you. I, I like to sit in the back. I'm at the age now. Let me just sit in the back and take it in. We we're like third row, and they like they play Pink Lemonade, and in Pink Lemonade. They go into You Are My Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And Philip, when they did that, the lights went from that like rose colored, whatever, to this bright yellow. Uh, and it was okay. just everything, the whole crowd singing along. I'm in college, I'm like, you, you know, this single moment really stands out when I think of concerts that I've seen. And so, you know, as, as awesome as Green Day was for the entirety, you know, yeah, it, there was no single moment that really was like, a, oh my God. I had an oh my God factor. This is like, yeah. oh my God, this is, this there's is a, so awesome. There's a transcendent moment in there. And I haven't, I, I only can think, Philip, of one other band that's given me that live moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. Oh, all right. But I, I like have that. to go jump a little short. And how cool like is it, that. too, that they were from Winston-Salem? It's very cool. Like, yeah. just, you, you feel connected. It's just like if you go, it's almost like you're in an airport. You're sitting at the airport bar. Yeah. Oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah, I'm from there. Oh, yeah, well, I am, I'm from North Carolina. What part of North Carolina? Like, yeah. I, there's that connection that you feel. Jump Little Children is such a then, solid group. And then we got to see them again when I was at Elon University. Mm. They played a show there. Yeah, they They did. played outside. They, they that's the time I saw them mm-hmm. and it was a great show yeah and well, a lot but the mass the vast majority of the people there 
didn't even know who they were, but we're like, yeah, we actually knew. Yeah. <laughs> we knew some of their songs. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. I, like magazine. Like, yeah, that's a great, great band. And I always I, love that song. I love my guitar and they do like these. Oh like, my 80s, God. Okay. Uh, so dual, dual guitar riffs. Philip, if, yeah. if nothing else comes from us doing this episode, yeah. if you have not listened to the solo from the this dueling guitar because they're on the same guitar when they do it live. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh and my god, it's yeah. it's so freaking awesome. You can find it on YouTube. I've gone down that rabbit hole multiple, <laughs> multiple, multiple times. If you do nothing else, go listen to "I Love My Guitar" live and watch what they do. Because Philip, here's the thing: if you go down that rabbit hole, you'll also find where they do it on an accordion. Oh really? There's a version out there where ah, they do it on the accordion. Okay. It's like, oh my god! I have to find that one. Yes. I haven't seen that. So freaking good. You know, that's a band that that was a really good band that never. You know, there's like mainstream, and then below that, there's kind of this like indie cred, and then even below that, there's like these regional bands, and I felt like they they should have jumped a level, but they didn't quite do it. And I don't know why for any reason them and like the white octave, which is another Mm, like chapel Hill band that I absolutely love. And you don't hear hardly anything. I mean, at some point in the pandemic, you know, everybody, you're just kind (laughs) of how much nostalgia can you get into to escape the, the horrors of what was going on? Yep. I went down at some point I went down a, a white octave, rabbit hole there's like two albums that they have that are really good that first one is so good and i went back and started listening to that and i'm thinking like summer of i think it was summer 2000 when i was like digging into that stuff it's good stuff but they they never jumped to a level like that i thought they should have jump a little children's on that too. wait i I'd it's really, just the way it is. I'd really love to know why, because they could have musically it was there. Because oh, they, yeah, they were yeah, all yeah. students at School of the Arts in uh, North Carolina yeah, School of the Arts, and at the time too, they're playing the music that all these like you know shitty emo indie bands were were playing too, and they they could have been right there with them. You know, well, they were, and they were all music majors though, so they had like you know, <laughs> yeah, they. They had the the skill and the knowledge, and um, you know, funny story. Uh, uh the cello player Ward actually babysat my sweet mate, my <laughs> freshman year of college. Okay, my uh, my euphonium teacher in college also went to school with all those guys. Oh, okay. And so, like, yeah, phenomenal band. But now, that- now I'm in. Now I'm inspired to like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find somebody. I'm gonna see if they'll come on the show. We gotta we gotta get jump little children. If you're listening for any reason whatsoever, if you know anybody or you are jump little children, open invite to the show. Just like Paul McCartney, we said before, Paul McCartney can come on the show. So can jump little children. I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's a band I haven't thought of in a while, and now I'm like, I'm gonna check out that accordion, <laughs> that accordion live thing. So good. All right, my number four, and I feel like some of this might be recency bias, but I don't think it is. But it also happens to be, you know, we're talking about like marking parts of our lives and things like this. This currently is the last live concert I went to. And it was in 2019, Labor Day weekend, King Gizzard and the Lizard Mm. Wizard. I went with AJ, friend of the show, AJ. If you know the show, if you're devotees to the show... If you nod your head and you tip your cap to the patron saint of the the podcast, you know AJ as well. And we went um, Asheville Labor Day weekend 2019 to see King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. This was an awesome show. It was just what I wanted. It was like the perfect size. You know, maybe, I don't know how many people were there. Maybe a thousand, maybe two thousand. But it was like outdoors. It was at... New Belgium uh, Brewery, which is you know they make fat tire. If you're yes. into if you're into beers, they make fat and tire. And fifteen fifty four. Uh, yes, fifteen fifty four. But they have a brewery and they have this nice open grassy area, and they set up a stage there. They had a concert. It was outside September, early September in Asheville. Perfect weather, mm. and King Gizzard comes out. You know, they kind of got this psychedelic rock stuff, which is right where I'm at. You know, they they can jam, but they're not a jam band, which 
I'm that's, okay no, with that. that. I'm okay with it's yeah, perfect. No, that's perfect. That's it. And they did the thing where like the old like you know, you saw it with like those old um velvet underground things where they had the projector projecting onto the band and mm-hmm. so it, it's on them, but it's also like it's on the background behind them, but it's on the band as well, whatever they're projecting. And so there's that. And then just the it's really like the modern band, the one band that I don't I don't get into a lot of I used to I used to keep track of all the new music, which I don't do as much nowadays, but that's the one band that I'm just like, I follow everything they do. They're extremely prolific. We did an episode on it, trying to make Patrick like them. Oh, yeah. The concert was great. And the other thing that's awesome is over the summer, they did these like official bootlegs, you know. So one of the one of the things they did, they had some early recordings, they had some live in Europe things, but randomly, one of the things they released was... The concert we went to in Asheville. Nice. So I have, and and AJ ended up buying it for me. He was just like, I got you this. You know, we went to the show. And that's one of the awesome things is I have the the show I went to, that show. And it's the only thing I have, like um, any other live show, it's just, you know, memory now. Yeah. But I have the recording and it's on vinyl and it's really cool. But and it sounds great. And it. It sounds different from what I hear. Like some of the songs, you know, when you record it, there's certain sounds that, you know, get lost to based on my positioning and the all this other stuff. And so it's really cool. Phil, but. Vi- I know vinyl was, for lack of a better word, had a very big comeback, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> from its original roots here. Um, I've been doing a lot of walking lately mm-hmm. and I've been listening through headphones and I'm, I'm hearing albums that i've never actually heard through headphones yeah and it's got a completely different feel the same way as like you know when you hear vinyl even if it's projected through speakers sounds different than when you're in your car yeah or or whatever you know it's do you find that there's a certain medium that that you're drawn to just orally more than others right now yeah and i think i think for me vinyl is also I won't say that it always sounds better because you can have pressings that are shitty and like go digital to vinyl and it sucks. Yeah. But I think one of the things that I like about it and when you have good stuff and it's usually the better things are like if, if newer pressings are, are well done or if you get like the original recording, like, or stuff that was made to vinyl when vinyl was the thing to put your music out on. Right. If that makes sense. But the one thing, the other thing that I th- I think is part of it is the ritual of it. And it's the same thing like with people that love making coffee, right? Or even if like getting up in the morning and smoking a cigarette. It's a very similar thing. It's the ritual of in which Pearl Jam, shout out to Pearl Jam, previously re- referenced, s- talks about in Spin the Black Circle, which is about playing records. It's pulling it out of that, that sleeve placing it on the turntable, turn it on, putting it on the thing. There's something about that physicality of like actually playing the music and mm-hmm. putting that needle on top of the disc that physically touches the music. And you know that like there's, um, I mean, it's the same thing as like playing live. Like those people are strumming those guitars or hitting those, like the keyboard or whatever it is. So, and, and the album art's bigger, yeah, you know, so you can see it. <laughs> the record's big, you know, now a lot of times they put stuff on color. So you get these like cool colors on stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that all of that enveloped in it is, it's part of the experience. Very cool. Very cool. Number five. All right. If I could go back, if, if I died tonight in my sleep and I had to pick one concert that I could redo again, I was 18 years old. It was my first concert, you know, kind of like your ACDC. Yeah. You know, whereas I'm, I'm on my own. Um, well, you know, I went with a couple friends. We drove to Chapel Hill, stayed with my cousin in Raleigh, and, mm-hmm. you know, we made an, a, an event of it. Sunny Day Real Estate. Oh, nice. And, Philip, let me tell you about this concert. I remember you asking me to go, and for some reason I couldn't. You couldn't, go. I, and I can't remember why. But oh, like, I don't know why either. But it was like a legit reason. Yeah, yeah. It was my freshman year of, of college. I'm watching the show, and you know, our buddy Matt, 
who I was always really jealous of with because like how do you find these bands? He he turned me on to Less Than Jake. He turned me on to like everything yeah, I was listening to. White Octave. Yeah. Like, like Jake, how yeah. do you know these bands? Oh, word of mouth. Like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like He knew, yeah. He just he was, knew. He was like the coolest guy that for some reason would hang out with us from time. Hey, you know. <laughs> you know. But we we go to the show and you know, they just jump right into the music and it's hitting me. I'm watching my favorite band. Philip, if I have to, again, if I die in my sleep tonight, if I have to pick a band, everybody's going to think it's the Beatles. I think I'm going to go with Sunday Real Estate. It's my favorite of all time. And you got to see him. I got Wait, to see him. It, it was at Cat's Cradle? Cat's Cradle. It's a, it's a perfect it was venue everything to see about one of your favorite bands. Yeah. Everything about it was perfect. And as they're going through their set, you know, they, they, they stopped and Jeremy Enoch, the, you know, Kind of, I guess you would call him the front man. I mean, he he's the main songwriter. Although they all, you know, it, you know, Foo Fighters, Phil, the drummer and bass guitarist, originally were of Sunny Day Real Estate because when Nirvana, when Kurt Cobain, yeah, yeah. Um, the remaining members of Nirvana and part of Sunny Day Real Estate combined to form the Foo Fighters. So you know, there's that Seattle grunge connection, but. I'm listening. I mean, they were they were killing it every song. I mean, it was like it was speaking to my soul. I mean, it was just like beyond anything I'd ever heard. And I don't think it was just because this was my first experience of a live concert of, like this. I think it was like legitimately that good. And they felt so much more human to me because they had to they they took a break so that Jeremy could go across the street to the laundromat. To move his laundry from the washing machine to the no dryer, and, you know, he's like, and it it was like, wow, these are real people. This these are real <laughs> things. I mean, it blew my mind. And I remember the crowd, like somebody in the crowd got pissy because uh, they called it Chapel Hill, but technically it's Carborough. Oh come on! And yeah, the crowd was like, yeah, we all turned, we all turned on them. <laughs> yeah, um, because if you walk. 50 yards to the right if you exit cat's cradle you're in chapel hill so it's it it's yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't but <laughs> philip you know i alluded earlier to like a, a moment it's come up a couple of times you know i've battled now i know what it is i've battled depression and anxiety my entire life yeah and you know like we've talked about mental health a little bit like like it, it, there's a line in my favorite all-time sunny day real estate song in circles Track mm-hmm. two, Diary. And God, how awesome is that album? Such a good like, God, yeah. so good. There's there's a line that like in my angsty teenage years when, it, you know, I was not even trying to be coolly, you know, cool angsty. I, I'm like, I'm legitimately yeah. messed up <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how to it wasn't deal with this. It was an aesthetic. No. It was, it was, uh, it was a problem. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very big problem. Um, there's a line that says, I dream to heal your wounds. But I bleed myself. Mm. Philip, I've cried three times in my life at a concert. That was the first. Mm. The other two were actually when I was conducting on stage. Okay. Night I had a student die the night of a concert. God. And then my last concert teaching middle school because my my father had just passed away. And mm. I mean it was like yeah. rush of emotions, last song dedicated to it, it, those are yeah. those are the yeah. only three times that I've ever cried. But it was like something about that moment. It just slapped both sides of my face. It hit me in my gut, my heart. Like it was just wow. And and it's like you're you're lost. I watched a movie one time that was basically time stand still and this artist goes around he's just drawing everything that he sees can't tell you the name of the movie because i have no idea what it was i mean it was like one of those like c listers it was not you know in the theaters i mean this wasn't (laughs) this wasn't even like direct dvd (laughs) it's like what it well what am i watching um but like it was that moment everything froze yeah and i think that of if i could relive one concert because of that moment in time Along with everything else, like Sunday Day Real Estate, man. And if anybody out there can listen to just one album, listen to Diary. Just start to finish. Listen to Diary. I I bought it on vinyl uh, over the summer. 
And it was like the first time I really just kind of sat down and re-listened to it in a while. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this song. Oh, oh, my God, this one, too. Yeah, I forgot, like, how stacked that record is. You know, talking about guilty pleasure movies or stop and watch or or just (laughs) create. They are on the soundtrack on Batman Forever. Oh, we talked about that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Was it eight? Or it was either seven or eight. Seven or eight. Was, like, yeah. I can't remember one which is one of the two. Yeah, we talked about it. Go back in the archives. Yes, it's yes. there. Re-listen. We, we, we talked about it. We need, And listen on a different menu so we can get the, the like. Yeah, I guess. Get us those, those listens. If you send some roll our way. And then we can um, do things like uh, pay for HBO Max. So and we, we can, can invest more in these t-shirts that yeah. we're going to be sending yeah. out when people <laughs> give feedback hey, we're on trying the wound. To get, we're Live at Lighthouse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Fund it so we can send you the t shirt. Please, because I don't have any money. All right. So I'm going to give you my last one. And this one, too, for me is one of the most like transcendent shows. And it was the first one I wrote down when we talked about this subject. For me, Myrtle Beach, not the place you think you're going to see high art, but I did at the House of Blues in Myrtle Beach, 2007, 2006, 2006, 2007. I saw the flaming lips there. Mm. Now, this was just so much fun. It was like um, I went with my roommate at the time. You know, you remember Winston, right? Yeah, I do. So me and him went. We were teaching together in uh, South Carolina. We're in Florence, South Carolina. Not the best place to like hang out and be a young person, (laughs) like 23 years old. But I was there. But I went to this show. And it was just so cool. I mean, they're they're just kind of performance wise. They did all this like trippy, weird stuff. Like the whole time, there were people. There were like women in like go go dresses, but had alien masks on. All their roadies were dressed up like superheroes, like a superhero. So, like if they needed a guitar, the Flash would come, or Superman would (laughs) would fix a cable and replug in something. They had. Uh, next to the people dressed up uh, with with alien masks on, where they were dressed up like Santa Claus, and they were just like dancing on the on the like periphery of the stage. As you go in, they hand out these little cheap little uh, laser pointers. So all your life, you're told not to bring laser pointers to a show. Right? They hand them out as you go in. One song, they're like, just wait for it. One song, you start to see the fog. You know, filling up the arena uh, or the House of Blues. And then he has this huge mirror. And so he's like, all right, go. And everybody's shining the the laser pointers at the mirror. So it's like going through. You see it go through into the mirror and then reflect out. And he's just like moving this mirror around while he's singing Wayne Coyne. And uh, it's really trippy and cool. And the music was great. They sounded awesome. And it was just like, it was just so much fun. It was just like, and then they got into the little inflatable hamster balls at one point too. And he's like out in the crowd in this huge inflatable ball. I mean, it it was, it was a great show. It was just one of those things where it's just like an experience, but at the same time, the music was on point Mm. and it was really good. So yeah, I mean, one of my favorite shows, not my favorite band. And I have to highlight this, like, unlike you, not my favorite band, but the favorite live experience I've ever had is seeing the Flaming Lips. That's awesome. I've heard they put on a really good yeah. show. Yeah, and even if you never heard of them, if you if you see that they're coming around, just go. Like that's one of those things. Is like just go. It's like when I saw Kiss was coming to town. Yeah, went and saw Kiss because yeah. it's one. Uh, I mean, I think the Flaming Lips are a little bit better than Kiss. I like, was musically. Say, yeah, but, you know, we saw Kiss just, together. Yeah. It was fun. It was, that was fun it was, because it was, it Kiss was fun. and Aerosmith. But it was funny because yeah. it was Kiss opening up for Aerosmith. So it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I guess they were probably trading during that tour. I mean. But when you see Kiss <laughs> and they're like spitting blood and spitting fire and flying and stuff like that. And then like Boston Rock Band, Aerosmith. <laughs> They weren't spitting blood. They didn't have their faces painted. No, they didn't. It was a bit of a letdown. Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. I think that about does it, Patrick. Don't forget, people, to rate, review, subscribe. Don't miss our next episode wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us online, Twitter, at SC Boys Pod. Tell us about your best 
your transcendent live experiences, concert experiences, Instagram at Stokes County Boys, email Stokes County Boys at gmail.com. Don't forget our playlist. All the music uh, referenced or featured on the show is on the playlist. You type in Stokes County to Spotify, you'll find two things this podcast, this episode, and the playlist. I was running out of breath there. Um, you can also give direct support to the show. Keep the pod going. Anchor.fm slash SCBoy slash support. Cover art. Don't forget, it's by Gorgeous George. Also, our sponsor, Bull City Bows and Ties. Buy something for your dog. If you have a dog or cat and they have a collar, make them look a little better. Bull City Bows and Ties. You can also buy merch, t-shirts. We've got t-shirts uh, at bonfire.com slash store slash SCB. Link is in the show notes. Patrick, it was a joy talking concerts with you, music with you. Have a good evening, man. You too. <laughs> <laughs>